been lit, boy. Everything goes. We now return you to regular programming. Alright, thank you guys for coming back today. We have Jameer Thurman on the phone with us. Uh, XFL player, great player. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We hope you and your family are staying safe. Just out of the curiosity, you know, what do you do with your time during this whole COVID-19 experience? <laughs> I've been uh, trying to find a way, different ways to work out in the house, outside at parks that aren't uh, pretty full, uh, reading, and doing some yoga and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know how it is... Uh, where you're at but recently here actually they made it mandatory now that we have to wear masks and it's just every yeah, it's every crazy every time that we walk around i say it's it's almost like we're in like one of those movies you see it's just something yeah. you never have experienced or thought that would happen in this world yeah no i um we they're, they're trying to mandate it for us going in stores and stuff um but usually when i go out to the park or something there's not a lot of people out there i don't really have to wear a mask it's not it's not mandatory but they're requiring they're uh, enforced, trying to make people wear it just in case. Now, you're not like Tom Brady. You're not jumping fences down there and, uh, you know, getting in trouble <laughs> for for uh, being at the park, are you? The crazy thing is today I just got back and I thought about it at my high school, hopping the fence, because usually it was open. And this week they closed it for some reason. So I was going to hop the fence, but I had my little sister <laughs> with me. So we just went to a different park. <laughs> Now, as you know, someone who played football and us being big sports fans, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's tough, right? You know, not being able just to turn on some TV and just watch any type of sports at this point. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of highlights that I've been watching. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. You know, luckily I got some games recorded uh, that I played in the past. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's just been really Netflix and, yeah. and Hulu, really, pretty much watching some shows and stuff. That's pretty much it. Now, just out of curiosity, um, do you break down a lot of your film during this time of quarantine since you have that time to really sit down and, like, watch yourself and train a little harder? Uh, I mean, as much film as I can, can get my hands on, I'll, I'll try to watch it and, and see um, what I can work on and do differently and all that. But also, you know, it's just... It just feels good to watch actual sports too. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a, a main thing that I'm doing right now because I don't have as much film available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if I if there's a game on that I was playing in that they rerun or or show on TV or we got something recorded, I'll go and and watch and see how I did and what I could have did differently. Now, now, Jameer, you you know you have a taste of the NFL uh, mm-hmm. and. What what do you feel like the NFL is looking for? Because I mean, I look at your stats for the CFL, mm-hmm. where you won the Great Cup champion. Yeah, you played in the XFL, even in college. I mean, your numbers were, I mean, like above average. I mean, you were having yeah. great seasons. What- and, and I just got to say something too. Not even just because you're on this podcast. You know, we do our homework on everyone we get on. And I remember mm-hmm. I, I looked at my dad and I said, you know, you look at the tape on this guy. Is how it- is he? How is he not in there right yeah, now? Yeah, what are they? What are they? See, what are they seeing that we don't see? <laughs> we're, not, mean, we're not. We're not trying to toot your horn or anything either. We were just oh, like, no, no. I mean, I, I, I feel the same way you guys do. You know, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of tape out there on me doing a lot of good things. So, um, I mean, coming out of college, um, I mean, I played in the Missouri Valley, which is a tough FCS conference, but you know, it was still small school, so. I had that going against me a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in that regards. Um, and then I just went up to the CFL and proved myself up there, uh, you know. So um, 
but yeah, after um, I really don't know. <laughs> I can't really give you an answer on what the NFL is looking for. You know, I mean, of course they love the size, they love the big name guys and all that yeah. stuff. But um, dude, and you're like a I mean, you're like a ball magnet. I mean, you have more interceptions <laughs> than um, I mean, half the Dallas Cowboys staff. I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, Byron Jones, I, I think he has, like, two interceptions in the last four years. Mm-hmm. And I think you had that in, what, one season? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I mean, with the NFL, you never know um, what they're looking for and, and different type of people they want for their different schemes. So uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, especially when you know um, you've made plays on the field and – and you see other guys getting signed and stuff like that, you know. It's, yeah. It makes you wonder, but at the same time, it's, you just got to be positive and control Absolutely. what you can control, really. And now, now you got to taste the XFL. So as mm-hmm. a player who's experienced that, we talk about mm-hmm. all the time in the podcast how we feel it would be right for the NFL to have almost like a minor league system yeah. that you can get mm-hmm. time and film on your hands so these coaches can get more looks at people. Do you agree with that, like almost like a minor league system? I, f- I felt like the XFL was going to be around for a while. Um, and they, it was basically its own, own thing, but it kind of was a minor league system because everybody in the whole league knew that guys are in this league to try to get back to the NFL. So it was yeah. already that mindset of what it was, uh, but it was also its own separate thing because it wasn't affiliated with nothing in the NFL. That's why I really liked the XFL because it was ran on its own rules and it wasn't mandated by the NFL. Um, I, I definitely think that um, it was it was something great that could have been something great for a very long time, and just unfortunate that it had to end the way it did. Yeah, I mean, we had Colin Thompson on like a week and a half ago, and he was talking mm-hmm. about how on a Sunday they had over fifteen thousand fans in in the yeah. seats. I mean, that, yeah. that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. But I, I especially just, for it being the first league, yeah, I mean, oh my first God. year league too. Yeah, we always talked about you know no matter what league is created, it's obviously not mm-hmm. going to live up to the NFL. Of course, yes. of course, yeah. But for us here, you know, we have a minor league field maybe 15 minutes from us. You still go, you still watch games yeah. because you get to see these prospects, you know, these people mm-hmm. who are fighting for a second chance. So we even talked yeah. about, you know, unfortunately the XFL, what it's going through right now, it'd be smart if the NFL could, like, purchase it and have their players that who aren't starting you know, go and play some games, give us some film. Well, but. let's face it, the NFL is about making money. I mean, mm-hmm. now is the best time. They could buy and pick up where the XFL left off. And use it. I mean, you figure what two hundred plus guys get drafted every year. Yep. I mean, the the guys that don't get drafted are the, are the players that get released. They need a place to go play. Mm-hmm. And exactly I I, right. I think if if they look at the 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 overall spectrum of the whole thing, this would actually benefit the NFL because you can send guys down to get some reps. I mean, how many yep. how many reps do guys get on the practice squad? <laughs> None. They don't play in the games. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in practice, they, I mean, they get a ton. I mean, it depends on, like, I mean, they get a ton of reps, but um, they don't, they don't get any game type reps. Like, they're going to get the same guys, uh, doing different schemes for other teams for their team every week. So it's not like they're working on their. I mean, they're working on their craft, but it's from for other teams. Yeah. So your team can get an advantage. So it's, 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 it's they don't really get reps at all, really. Now, see the XFL. I liked it. I liked the rules. I, I mm-hmm. think it was more interesting how the fans can actually get a taste of what goes on behind the scenes. You mm-hmm. know, 
even when the referees were reviewing plays, you had the you could hear what was going on, which I think yeah. the NFL should adapt some There's of that. There's some stuff. really good rules in there, absolutely. <laughs> I think the I think the NFL is going to kind of try to control as much as they can, and in that aspect, you know, a lot of things like can get said that the NFL probably don't want out, and you know, they're all about control yeah. and making sure they have their environment on what they want it to be. You know, uh, in the XFL, they they just let us go out there and they want it all that they wanted the fans interaction as best as mo- uh, as best as they could. So, you know, and with the media, you know, everybody loved XFL because of the media access uh, that it gave the fans and media people. So, yeah. I mean, as players, it was different for us because that's not something we're used to, but um, I felt like it was something positive out of, out of it in the, in the five games that we had. Yeah. And did, now, did you enjoy some of those new rule changes that they had? I mean, being the first time for these for the players <laughs> like you to actually experience some of those changes, like the kickoffs, the punts. Yeah. Did you, I, I, I definitely enjoyed the kickoff part because it's, it's different um, running down there on kickoff and then going on a defensive play uh, defensive series right after that, you know, it's, uh, that takes a lot out of you. Yeah, I bet. Um, so, but less that, injuries too. The kickoff, kickoff return, definitely. I, I definitely like this. I mean, it, the, people think that it's going to be big returns, but I mean, you really got to make two guys miss. And then, but yeah. it's, it, it rarely happens because it's so short of a field that you really don't have that much room to go anywhere. Um, unfortunately, it was one that got ran back, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the main things that I like of the league, the short kickoff and, and kickoff return for sure. Well, Jameer, on offense, the quarterback is the general of everything that goes on the off- on the offensive mm-hmm. side. On defense, it's the linebacker. How mm-hmm. how tough is that? Because you, you're basically controlling of what goes on, what formations to be in, and trying to move guys around before that that mm-hmm. play snapped. Yeah, it was it was tough um, with the mics and the helmet as well for us because. The coaches were in our ears the entire time. It didn't turn off, so we're trying to make adjustments and 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 get guys lined in the right place. And they're still talking in our ear, trying to tell us stuff to do. And <laughs> it was it was weird for me because I'm like I haven't had anybody ever do that like to me in a game before. You, I mean, yeah, we hear it in the beginning, but after that, you know, it cuts off. Yeah. Um. So it was a little different um, experience, and uh, but as long if you're in a playbook and you know what you have you know where everybody's lined up that makes your job easier so I, I i took pride in that making sure i knew that so when i was out there uh during the game um i already knew where where my help was and where people were supposed to be so i can play faster yeah absolutely now how how tough you know sitting at home watching football on the couch you know it's easy to be the the guy that says man i can't believe you missed that tackle how, mm-hmm. how tough is it actually realizing where the ball is when you're you know, you're standing behind all those big guys in front of you. Not saying that you're not big, mm-hmm. but you got wide bodies. Like, yeah. is it is it is it tough to follow the ball during the play? Yeah, I mean, you go against different old lines and different things like that. So, I mean, the size difference uh, definitely is a little tougher, especially me being a little undersized. Um, but I mean, I always try to pretty much you know, like based off watching film and stuff, you know, um, different formations where the ball should be. Uh, and it's not really a guessing game or nothing like that. It's just like studying, studying your opponent, you know. Um, but yeah, sometimes behind the big old lineman, I definitely do get a little bit confused and, and go the wrong way. But you know, it's that's just that's just part of the game. It's football. And then with RPOs now, it's just, it's definitely a big deal. So you definitely got to be on your P's and Q's. And and is it definitely challenging if it's just you and the running back one on one open field to to really make that tackle? 
Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's one of the most challenging parts of football. I mean, uh, in the past, I've been um, pretty good in that aspect. I didn't I didn't like the way that I missed a couple this year in the XFL, which I'm uh which I'm gonna work on this all season for sure. Uh, but I mean, that's that's what you live for. One on one games on the line. Like, I mean, first downs on the line don't matter. Like, you you're out there with one other person who's gonna who's gonna make the play. Yeah. Who would act? Who would drive you nuts to play against Lamar Jackson or someone like a Drew Brees? Uh, Lamar Jackson by far. <laughs> you know, it's just, just it's like much. you can have you can you can stop the run game, you can stop the pass game, but then you got to worry about him as well. Yeah. Like, you can you can do everything perfectly, but then you also have to the the factor of him running the ball after like he's it's just too much to really to really cover and and go go over so like you got to have someone specific for each different job but then you're going to be shorthanded somewhere else so it's, it's it's just a gamble when you go against <laughs> quarterbacks like that yeah and now now you play on the DC defenders which I'm in my opinion great defense um mm-hmm. how was that experience because you guys looked like a great defense you know you played the mm-hmm. 3 and 1 St. Louis you had a block punt a pick 6 yeah. you know there, <laughs> there's there's so many guys on your team that are putting up great stats i thought yeah. Your team three and zero at home, almost the biggest crowds every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought we defensively, I felt like we were uh, we were definitely good at home. We were definitely good. And the two away games, you know, it was it was just some stuff that we needed to figure out that we didn't, um, you know, we didn't come to play those games. But I felt like we, as a defense, were definitely top in the league. Um, I mean, our D line, like nobody was really running the ball on us like that besides that one game against Tampa. Um, and then our DBs, they were always making plays, always on top of the receivers. Um, so they wasn't giving them any room to breathe. And the linebackers, we were just flying around, just picking up the pieces for everybody else left off. So, I mean, I felt like our defense was dominant, and uh, we would have continued that um, if we the season would have continued. It would have been nice to see what would happen, like what the final ratings and stuff would have been for that mm-hmm. XFL. And I think that, you know, Vince was, is, he's a smart businessman. And yeah. I, I think the league would probably would have went off and it probably would have kept going for another two or three years. And I think yeah. it would have kept going. Um, yeah. Since you played in all those different levels, you played in the XFL, you played in the pros, you played up in uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Is there a big difference between all those levels? I mean, Canada's... they all have their, they all have their different, uh, different rules, different ways of the game. You know, Canada's a lot faster than any game I've ever played. You know, you got the 20-second play clock. Uh, you got three downs. Um, so it's like special teams is coming up fast. Um, and then offense and defense, like if you you can get two and outs, you're off the field. Wow. Um, well, That's so, crazy. And then in the NFL, you know, it's a lot slower, but the game is, 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 is fast in its own way as far as um, the thinking process. It's, it's a lot faster up there because there's so much – different it's like a chess game like it's, it's it's very complex in everything that you do when you're playing these different teams um because they're always just trying to out game plan you and the quarterbacks are on a whole different level as you know in the nfl you know they can they know exactly what your coverage you're, you're in on defense what plays you're running and all that so they already have their hot reads exactly ready and then in the xfl you know the different rules there's a, a new league at first we got the mics in everybody's helmet you know it's just a, a adjustment period right there 
uh, but it was ball players all across the board in every position. So I mean, yeah, there was every each each league had its different little tweaks that made it unique in its own different way. Well, Canada, you have to be pretty good uh, as far as running side to side because aren't those fields mm-hmm. like sixty five yards wide? Yeah, sixty five yards wide, one hundred twenty uh, long. So, <laughs> and now isn't yeah. isn't the isn't the field goal like literally like is in the front of the yeah in the front of the end zone? Isn't that a little bit of a couldn't you possibly use that potentially as like a pick if you were a receiver? Yeah, they 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 use it all the time. You know, that was one of my worst fears going up there. Was what if I'm on uh, TSN or Sports Center running into that trying to cover somebody on offense? <laughs> yeah, that'd like, be embarrassing. That, that, yeah, I definitely. But, I really don't understand it. Yeah, but, I mean, but the CFL game has been been here longer than any of these games. That's uh, true. Any of these leagues. So I mean, they they started. I mean, the football. Like I mean, you can say in a sense. Because uh, the league's been around for the longest, um, but you know it's just it's just the different part, the different aspect of the CFL that makes it on makes it unique. Now you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but um, mm-hmm. as far as your options you have going now, uh, mm-hmm. this is a big week for the NFL. You have the the draft yeah. coming up, and you know um, yeah. after that you have a bunch of um, you know free agents that can still sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have options like if you don't go to the NFL, if your phone doesn't work for you, can you go back up to Canada if you wanted to? Yeah, I've 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 had some CFL teams call me um, in the last couple of weeks since the XFL season ended. Um, so I mean, it's interest up there, but my main focus right now is getting back to the NFL. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, we wish you the best for that. We're hoping for yeah. you, man. Now, how how tough Thank is you. that? Because like you can't go in for workouts. You 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 know you can't go into the facilities. To actually, sit down with the coaches. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you have to just send out tape to every team in the NFL and hope for the best? Well, I mean, every most teams in the NFL should have the tape already. Okay. Um, I think a lot of teams they like bringing guys in to see them, which makes it kind of difficult right now with the. Uh, or the COVID-19, you know, the people aren't, the facilities aren't open for guys to bring in for free agency and all that stuff. So um, it's a little different right now, um, but I, I feel like they're like, they can sign guys like in, at any time and they're having like, everybody's having meetings on Zoom and, and different stuff like that. They're different networks so they can still go over plays and different things. It's just, you're going to have to have yourself physically ready um, because it's coming, it's going to be a quick turnaround. You know, it's probably not going to be OTAs or mini camp. Um, so it's going to be going straight into training camp, and then it's you're just going to be have to be ready and perform. Yeah. Well, we thank you, Jameer, again, absolutely for coming on the show with us today. We we love having people on like you uh, to come on just share an educational side of the game with us. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you again. Yeah, no absolutely. problem. We hope Thanks you and your you, yeah, we hope you and your family stay safe during this. Uh, crazy time i hope the i hope the the phone rings from you for you uh, this week and uh and you get the opportunity i mean you thank just... you i appreciate that definitely appreciate that i hope you guys stay safe as well all right man thank have you, a good one thank you very much all right you too all right, all right so that was jameer thurman xfl defender dc defenders um I don't know why he's not in the NFL. And we don't usually say that about a yeah, lot of athletes. I mean, you look at this guy's tape. I mean, this guy is just – he's just an animal. I mean, he plays the game right. He had 163 tackles up in the Canadian League. Yeah. He had 83 combined uh, tackles, a uh, pick six, a block punt. This guy's a good linebacker. And that's why I said to him, I said, 
we don't usually toot people's horns like that. You know, sometimes we'll say it to be nice, but like legit, like this guy's stats, like I don't know why he's not at least on a practice squad, at least. And you know what? You look at you look at the draft. I mean, no one's really talking about linebackers coming out this year. You have Patrick Queen from LSU. You have Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. But a lot of wide receivers mostly. Yeah, like all you hear about is the, the like the quarterback talk is the biggest talk right now. I feel like you could always use linebacker depth. Absolutely, because you can use them on special teams, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a tough position to play. It really it is. is. I mean, you're the quarterback of the defense. And, like, everything I've seen, I'm not a scout by no means, but everything I've seen, I mean, the guy should be definitely wearing an NFL jersey. Yes. And, again, we want to thank uh, Jameer uh, for coming on. We're hoping the best for him that the phone does ring. Um, Some of the breaking headlines I think we could talk about today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tight end Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement, asks for a trade because he's one year left on his contract worth $10 million. Patriots trade him for a fourth-round pick to Tampa Bay. Does that make them an automatic contender? I said to Noah today, I said, on paper, that's a Super Bowl team right now. But how many? what's funny is you could say this is the greatest team ever. But I feel like every year you have a team that is scary that you say in our minds, that's the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, but then they don't win. So does it scare me because they're in my division? Yes. But every year we see a team that is loaded in a lineup and they don't win. But the thing that's going to be concerning is the thing we just talked about with Jameer is there's no OTAs, there's nothing going on. So these guys aren't getting time to sit down and overplay. plays. Too. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady just got kicked out of a park for going there and, and working out. Yeah. Well, did you actually see a New, New York offered him a, a, a Florida baseball field to practice on? Like the New York Yankees. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> It's going to get to a point where it's going to get crazy where these guys are going to have to yeah. start doing something again to yeah. do the workout. I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think the Bucks are going to suck this year. I think it's going to come down to them and the Saints. But you cannot rule out Atlanta. I know every year we say Atlanta's be good, but they got Todd Gurley now, so he's got a good running back. you got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. But, I just, I just, but, but this, this year there's going to be a lot of unknowns. Yeah. I mean, my my thing with Tampa Bay, though, is could Tampa Bay be really, really good? Absolutely. But I want to see a couple of games in them. Because they could do, they could have that year where they're they're okay because they're it's their first year getting together. But I heard rumors, man, that the Buccaneers should go after uh, Fournette because the Jags are trying to trade him. If they get a good running back in there with OJ Howard, with uh, Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Godwin, they're loaded. Goodwin, whatever. They're loaded. Um... That team's loaded. They got a young, good defense. The only concern I have is the offensive line. I don't really know the offensive line. I don't know how well it is. You know, Jameis ran for his life last year, and that that added to the interceptions. But this this really absolutely uh, changes everything in that division. Yes, I I think this is going to be a very competitive division. I was talking today about it. I said I think out of all three of those teams, I think Carolina is going to be the worst. Not necessarily be bad, but the worst because you have a new head coach, a new quarterback, uh, some new weapons. They lost weapons. You know, let some people walk. I think that's going to be the team with the biggest question mark on them. But you can never rule out Atlanta. Atlanta started off so bad last year but got really hot at the end. I think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is always a dual threat. You added – Noah tried making this argument with me today. When they went to Super Bowl, Devontae Freeman was healthy, wasn't he? He was, yeah. he was good. 
you know, the past couple of years, Devontae Freeman has not been there. No. Because every year you draft him in fantasy thinking, okay, he's going to throw him, he's going to run, he's a little guy, and he gets injured. And then they went to Gurley, you can, not even you can say, no better. You can say Coleman's a good running back. He's not bad. I think he's more of a receiving back than anything. But Matt Ryan now has a Coleman's good— Coleman's not there no more. No, I know. Matt Ryan now has a good Russian running back, I believe. If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, which it's been questioned. But if he can rely to have—he he doesn't have to just throw now. You know what I mean? If Gurley stays healthy— they can run and throw because they got good weapons. Well, this is my favorite week of, of of the year, really, when it comes to football because of the draft coming up. You, you look at all the mock drafts. You listen to all the the rumors out there and all the reports. You know, it's going to be a great, great. You know, although I don't know if it's going to be great because of the way they're going to be doing it. They've already had a practice run and a, a, a yeah. practice draft run and they had problems with the the servers and stuff and they had problems with gms m- muting their phones and everyone was talking over each other it's going to be interesting to see how I, everything happens I, with, this mo- with this draft i love the fact that you hear all these rumors already you know you you're talking about the cowboys you know they're saying about they might be trading the 17th pick trading back a lot of teams are talking about trading up atlanta wants to get they, up i heard they're talking about san francisco is, is willing to trade the 13th and the 31st pick new england is one of the ones that's looking for 13th to move up to get Tua. Could you imagine New England with Tua T? That'd be awesome. I mean, they don't really got weapons, you know? but I mean, it'd be intriguing, definitely. The, the 49ers, I mean, they're, they're actually they're in talks to, to move Marquez Goodwin or whatever his name is, Godwin. I like good. No, it's Goodwin. I Goodwin. like Goodwin. I think Goodwin's a good receiver. They're, they are looking to get rid of and him. And I'm shocked they're looking, they're looking to, to move out of the first round, which is crazy, but they don't have no second and third round picks they're looking at. Uh, well, don't I believe they have two first round picks. They do, the 13th and, and I could, 31st. I could see if you wanted to get rid of the 13th and get a second round, maybe possibly even two second rounds. I don't know why they'd want to get rid of Goodwin because they lost Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. So you're taking weapons away from Garoppolo. I mean, you have Samuel, who had a pretty good year last year, and you still have uh, Kittle. I, I, I thought I saw I, something about tight, I think the tight end with the 49ers, but I, I, it'd be intriguing. I, think, I guess if I had two first-round picks, I don't necessarily need him with how well your defense is. Uh, to get two second-round picks because you could draft two defensive players because they lost some defensive players. They did. They did. Um, I can't think of that guy's name. I had a story in my head. Um, that guy from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fournette? No, the, the defensive player. Oh, the player defensive that, end. He got, he into, a, y or got something. into a Twitter battle with the owner of the yeah, of He's the looking Jags to get today. traded, but they they really haven't found anything. But they're yeah. completely rebuilding there. I mean, they had a whole argument, and it was only a six-minute long. So it was like they, someone wrote something, and they were sitting there waiting for the reply, and they replied back. But coming off a rookie deal, that's bad, man. To wow. put your business on Twitter like that, and, and to see, every GM can see where you're coming from now. But I heard, I heard there's a lot of bad relationships going on with their GM. I, he's cutting everybody loose. They're getting rid of everybody. And that, they want to build teams. around Minshew. Now, Fournette has come out and said that he wants them to sign Cam Newton. Nothing against, he said, he literally, he said nothing against Minshew, but I want the best talent there to win. So you're basically saying you don't want Minshew. But they're looking to trade Fournette. They're looking, there's only like two people that are actually there from the original team because they're going to start rebuilding. They got rid of most of their defensive players. Over the past three years, we've seen that. You know, they got rid of Bouye. They got rid of Ramsey. Uh, no quarterbacks there yet besides Minshew now. Well, as I said, I have some notes here. Uh, the NFL did a test on the draft. It failed miserably. The Cincinnati Bengals tried to make the first-round pick. It wouldn't submit. So th- it's going to be interesting of what goes on uh, live on Thursday night. 
Uh, the Redskins are listening to offers for the number two pick overall. Uh, they're starting to realize now that they're more than one player away from getting to the playoffs, so they're going to try to actually build on their, their draft picks by getting rid of that number two pick. The Redskins uh, think they're one pick away? No, they, they realize they're not one pick away. Oh, they're not. No. Yeah. They, so they're they gonna need try, a lot of help. They're going to try to accumulate a bunch of picks by trading out of that number two didn't, spot. Didn't they sign somewhere, someone on their defense this year that was pretty good that we talked about? I have no idea. I don't follow them. <laughs> Anyway, um, I said this in a text with Rudy, you, and Noah. The Giants have been doing extensive work on Justin Herbert. Uh, Daniel Jones could be done. And that's, I mean, you said, what was it, 21 touchdowns, 7 24, interceptions? 24 TDs, 12 picks. I thought when he came in and replaced Eli, I thought he put a spark in that team. Yeah, but my whole thing is, like I said in the text, they have a new head coach, Jason, uh, Jason Witten. Jason Garrett's up there now as the yeah. offensive coordinator. You know, he could be putting the fuel behind this fire and saying, look, Daniel Jones isn't the guy. And we saw that you know? last year with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Everyone thought, no way, because yeah, he, 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 he was Rosen. Because he was he was interviewed at college saying, I like he's he's if I had the number one pick, I would take him. He gets picked up by the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone's like, There's no way they're gonna trade Rosen. Rosen they just drafted in the first round last year. Why would they take another quarterback? Next thing you know, they take a quarterback. So it could it could happen, and that's the one thing I wanted to ask Jameer. And I just thought of it now. How difficult is it when you're on a team, new coaches come in and they change everything? Yeah, you know, for him it would be say if they're in a four three defense, they go to a three four. How different is that? And how difficult is that to make those adjustments, especially in a time like now? I mean, you have the Cowboys who have a whole new coaching staff. The Giants have a new coaching staff. You can't work with the players. Yeah. You know, you so, can't get to know them or anything yeah. like that because everyone's so quarantined. You're, you're on a clean slate trying to rebuild this team to get them to the next level, and you can't work hands-on with them. This has been one of the best off-seasons that I've ever seen in a long time. You know, it's funny. It's every year. It's going to get interesting. Every year we talk about how it's a good season, but this year we had about 10 QBs. You know, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, and, and Winston, they're saying you're going to see them moved after the draft because everyone's going to have what they have. You're going to see teams that didn't get quarterbacks that they're yeah. going to want to – after Andy Dalton released that, I know he's just throwing to his – he can still hit dimes. I think Andy Dalton – we talked about this last – I think Andy Dalton should go to the Patriots. I think the Patriots should invest in him because I don't think he'll take a lot. Well, they had a, they had a story out today about the, less la- the best landing spot for Jameis. Yeah. And they said New England would be a really good spot for him. San Diego's another one. I think he's going to be a backup for a year. And not not a year, but like I think he's going to – I think he's going to beat someone out. I think Cam will start, but I think Winston's going to have to play backup for a couple games. And then the, whoever's playing sucks – he should go to Miami or something. Miami should take a risk on him. Miami is is looking to move up. They want to. They want to. Miami is looking for that quarterback to win now. I think. Yeah. Because I think they have some solid pieces that they picked up this year. They have them. Pay, they and have they have them, three first rounders. They have them in a one mock taking Tua, uh, which and then you hear other reports where everyone's now leaning towards that Love kid. Yeah. He's his stocks. Going I don't know up. Love. I, that's an interesting case for me because his stats weren't that great. I well, think I hit at, 21 interceptions. But, but you look at Burrow. I mean, Burrow only had one good year, and he's going to be number one overall. I you know everyone heck, is basing Haskins this only off. had only played one year, yeah. and like it's a it's it's a crapshoot, really. It's I think Burrow. Shoot. Don't get me wrong. I think Burrow's going to be good. But you you're going to have a lot of teams like the Giants who are up there. You have the Redskins who are up there. You have the the uh, the Lions up there. All these teams might be getting calls about. Hey, we want to move up. You want to make a trade with us? Yeah. Listen, there's there's at least five good quarterbacks out there that could change your franchise around, and I think some of those teams up on, up on that list have a question mark around their quarterback right now. You know the Lions. The Lions, I feel like I've been in like a, a weird mode the past like ten years. 
Do yeah. we get rid of Stafford and give him to another team and draft a quarterback? The Bengals, you know, the, the Redskins and Giants are probably even thinking, do we want this guy as our franchise quarterback? Haskins, we've heard rumors that Ron Rivera, who knows if he wants Haskins? Yeah, I don't think he does either. I think that he's he's talking about – He, I think he's the one that wants another quarterback. Yeah. And I tr- like there are I arguments know. because they want to go defense and he wants offense. And I, I don't think that I, I got to see enough of Haskins. I mean, his first game, it was like – he got put into a game. It wasn't like you're going to start. They got they put him into a game and he sucked. But he got drafted because him and his son, the owner's son, we know were that's friends. True? Do we know that's, that's the true? story that's out there? They were friends. Listen, Haskins played Ohio State and he played well. He broke records. So the kid can play. So I think you need to let to give another year. I mean, who do the Redskins really even have to help him out? You have a tight end in Reed who's injured every year. You have Adrian Peterson, who, don't take me wrong, Adrian Peterson's a good running back. Dice is injured every year. I feel bad for that guy. They really don't have any wide receiver weapons. Like, could you name a wide receiver in the Redskins right now? Probably not. No. So, like, really, who does the guy have to perform with? A 30-year-old running back, no tight end, and some low-end wide receivers. You're going to tell me you're going to base his performance off that when it's his first year in the league? I don't know. This draft's going to be interesting because I think you're going to see trades happen. I think it's you're going to see. Be, it's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces, especially tomorrow, the night before. Yes. You're going to hear a lot of rumors coming out about different teams doing different things. I could see trades happening tomorrow for teams that are scared that you won't be able to communicate with other GMs on the actual draft day. So they might even be thinking, let's do the trades tomorrow. Well, Peter King came out with his uh, his mock draft, and he has the Cowboys drafting back into the 31st spot, 49er spot, to pick up a, uh, the center from Michigan, Cesar Ruiz, so which that. I don't think that would be a good idea. Why? It just They don't need him. I mean, they got Connor McGovern, who was a, a center for Penn State. You, know, you got James Loney, who you just picked back up again. You have Connor Williams, who's willing to slide over to the, the center who, spot. The Dallas is now a first-round pick? Yeah, 17, but they're looking to trade back into the – to this first round so that two first round picks yes but i wouldn't do See, it for a center i would no, here's why no, though no, here's here, the team that they have here's why if if you need it you if you don't you don't because take the saints instance two years ago the saints had two first round picks they took michael thomas i believe and then they took uh they took uh Ramchek, right tackle who now is a all who's a all-star yeah so you can i don't know i i, I love drafting linemen if they can be the next Dallas offensive yeah, we line. Have, we have holes on the defensive side of the ball. The offense, you know, the, Dallas's offense ranked number one in yards and stuff like that last year. I don't think they're going to be hurting on that side of the ball. If they, da- need, they need a slot receiver. If Dallas got two first-round picks, that 17th pick, I'd take a quarterback. No. And then you that 31st pick, take a defensive player. I, I would. I wouldn't take Why a not? Only, Everything that's going the, on with Dak. The only way I would take a quarterback. You're telling me if two wasn't there, the 17th pick, you wouldn't take him. I don't know. I don't you know. Got, it, it's a big let, risk. Let me ask you this. You heard, the, you heard the commissioner come out and say, with the number 17 pick, Dallas takes two up. Would you be a little like, oh, man. I would be confused. I would be like, what's going on? Is there something behind the scenes that we're not hearing? Because if you do that, you're, you're signing a player. If they do sign Dak, who's going to sit behind Dak for a couple of years? So you're wait, basically wasting a pick unless you're going to trade to a later on to somebody unless else. Unless you sign him to push Dak to sign and then you trade to I don't know. But It'd be can, interesting. But you can do that by picking up Jameis Winston yeah. for like $20 million. Why not do that? Pick up Jameis, put pressure on Dak to sign, and then you can always trade him. But 
there's a lot of scenarios. I mean, if Dallas goes two and knowing that two is not going to play next year, and you got too many holes on the defense, you yeah. got to fill. I mean, you you have cornerbacks after next year that that are going to be free agents. Yeah, I heard a good I heard a good thing on Pat McAfee's show where they were saying Tua is getting so much you know negativity by ESPN announcers mm-hmm. that he's dropping out of a lot of drafts. You know. Because you can't, at these times with the quarantine, you can't test these guys out with physicals and yeah. talk to them. But then there's the other side where they're saying, because they were interviewed, they had uh, Hasselback on, and they were saying, do you believe that this is that that some ESPN reporters are saying this so that some of these lower teams get a chance to get him? And he said, absolutely. He said, you have reporters come out all the time who are in the loop with other teams that will come out and say negative stuff about a player, so, so he, like drops. he drops, yeah. and then you snag him. Like I'm, I know New England wants him. They'll, they'll, they'll want. They'll oh, they him. would. I think they would. But take I him. don't know. Is he going to fall past Miami? Because Miami likes him, and Miami also likes Herbert. You know, I think are, Herbert's, the Giants. I gonna think pick Herbert, up Herbert is going to be the shocking one that not because if the Giants pick up Herbert, that's going to throw this whole draft in a loop. Yeah, because you have you have so many teams. It's Burrow into a Burrow, into, but Herbert now is making the. Remember, remember, no remember, one, no one remember two years ago when it was Darnold's number one. Darnold's number one, and then right before, watch Baker, watch, and then all of a sudden Baker's number one pick. No one's talking about Fromm from Georgia. He's a good quarterback, too. No one's talking about Jalen Hurts. See, that would, that would be a good quarterback for Dallas to pick up in the later rounds. You pick him up as a, as a backup, you know, and he sits on the team because Cooper Rush isn't. I mean, no, no. let's face it. If Dallas is 13-3 and three and Dak gets hurt, do you think they're bringing Cooper Rush in for the playoffs? No, they're signing somebody. No, they're going to bring Tony Romo in with that freaking helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is, you know, Saints have like the tw- they're, they're lower in there, like the 20th or something, 20-something. But they're looking to move up, too. They like that love kid. I don't. My thing is this. Saints are predicted to take a linebacker. If Jalen Hurts is there for the taking, take him. Because I think that he is such an underrated guy right now. He performs so well at Oklahoma. Well, I'll tell you who I'm concerned about, I'm always, I'm always watching the Eagles. And that, that GM, Howie Roseman, came out, and then he said that uh, they're absolutely loving C.D. Lamb. Uh, this is per the, fan, the fanatic down there, yeah. And he He's said all, max, the, all the mock drafts have Philly taken a receiver. They need it. They have ties to Ruggs. Ruggs is freaking a beast. Well, they, didn't they lose Aguilar and, um, oh, man, who's the older guy that they lost? Oh, I know you're talking about. He's he was hurt. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Jackson, no, Deshaun Jackson. No, not Deshaun Jackson. It's the other one. Deshaun Jeffries. Yeah, he's gone too. But this says the Eagles they will trade out of the number one tw- uh, number twenty one spot if the if both of those guys are gone. C.D. Lamb and Rugs. They have Rugs falling all the way down to the Eagles in most mock drafts. What's that other one, Judy? Yeah, he won't be there, Jordan. He's gonna. He's yeah. quick. Yeah. He's real quick. But uh, the NFL is supposed to release their schedule May 9th, and they're talking about playing in front of semi some kind of a semi crowd or no crowds um yeah it's gonna suck if there's no crowds yeah i think dallas should take as much as you want defense i think if say like a judy or lambs there you take him no but see there's a lot of there's a lot of there's there's a lot of people you can get in the second round well there's a lot of receivers in this draft that aren't gonna get drafted there's gonna be a lot of free agents on that saturday a lot I don't of know. undrafted it's, free agents. I feel like it'd be tough, man, just to be a GM and a I mean, coach thinking still, who you want. Because like if, if if Judy was there for seventeenth, somehow he dropped seventeenth. He's a great receiver. Well they had Dallas tied to uh the Jets Jamal Adams, trading their seventeenth pick plus more to get Jamal Adams. And I told you I would take him. Well, they had the Cowboys had a press conference today and that was one of the questions asked. They can't mention names because it's tampering, but they said, Would you be willing to trade that pick 
for a player right now on an NFL roster. And they said, no, they don't want to go down that road because they don't want to take that pick where they could pick someone up and stay under the cap, basically, because it's yeah. cheaper to have that player than to pick up someone who's going to want more money. And speaking of more money, Jamal Adams came out, and this is for Adam Scheffler, came out today and said he doesn't want, not only wants, does he want to be paid the highest safety in the NFL, he wants to be the highest Jet on the Jets roster. I deserve so it. that that's more than C.J. Mosley that's on that team. Who's making seventeen point five mil? I cannot see anyone paying a safety I can. seventeen million. Because you look no. at you look at the Jets roster. Who's better than Jamal Adams? Dude, you can't. The, I, I don't care. He's he's a great safety. Don't get me wrong. And he's young, and he already has two years left on his deal. So if we would pick him up, but he's already saying he's going to hold out. Yeah. So you have a guy who's in, you have control over for two years, but isn't going to play. He Best, ain't yeah. worth seventeen million dollars. My thing is, he's you, not. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't build championship teams giving in to people like this. No, all the time. My, my thing is, I don't think these athletes are getting paid this much. I do think Jamal Adams is the best Jet right now and one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah. But what's funny is there's so many people that are paid so much that he's someone's gonna pay him that money and it sucks. Like you said, the Jets who are a team that are looking to like rebuild. If you pay one guy that much money, it's you're not gonna rebuild. You're gonna end up trading that guy. Yeah. Well, so I mean, if I had the option right I, now, another thing too is I hate these athletes that are coming out and saying I got two years left on my contract. Let me sit out. You signed that contract, finish that contract. Yeah. I if I was the Jets right now, I would look possibly right now. Who could I trade Jamal Adams for? Can I get a first round pick and a second round pick in this year's draft? That's steep, man. That's steep. I, I mean, last at year, least a first and a third. Was... If you can get a first and a third, you're rebuilding and saving money for a guy that wants the most extension you can get. Well, Dallas last year offered uh, Anthony Brown a second and a fourth, I believe, and they turned that down. Yeah. I, I just you you can't you can't mortgage your team, give away all these draft picks for a player who you're gonna have to then extend for seventeen million dollars. You can't build a championship team like that. I would say that if Dallas had the money to sign Dak and to trade for Jamal and extend him, I would do the it. Money. Dallas does not have the money. I know. It says they don't. I wouldn't do it. Dallas, you know, you got You're going to be signing Dak to a long term. Well, not long term, but it's going to be. He's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And I'm not even going to get into that because Dak's annoying. Because Dallas has offered Dak such good contracts. Yeah. He at right now thirty five a year. The offer on the guaranteed. table. The offer on the table right now will make him the highest paid quarterback in the league, which he doesn't deserve. I'm not. I'm not saying Dak. In the NFL. I'm not saying Dak is the the. A bad player. He's a good player, mm. and I, I like him with Dallas. But what he is doing right now is, is is changing my view on him. Well, I had this whole conversation when we were making dinner downstairs with Noah. You can't pay a guy. You can't make him the highest paid player in football if he's not the best player in football. No. I'm sorry, you can't. They're telling me he's better than Mahomes, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, like all these players you no. could name. And if you continue, like Dallas, they screwed up. They gave in to D Law. You know, he's like, screw it. I won't get my surgery. You're going to pay me. You're going to pay. He's good. Paid he's him. good. But still, you get into these big contracts, yeah. and then you they gave in to Zeke. You know, right now they drew the line in the sand, and they're not budging on Dak. You have a lot of you got a lot of guys on your team that want want this money, want this money. Yeah. My thing with Dak that really offends me is, you know, we've had athletes come on the show. And we, we need can, some Scottie Pippins, man. Seven years, $18 million. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Last dance. No, but what we, we, got, we have a lot of athletes that come on this podcast, and they talk about, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, these guys want their money. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Dallas has offered Dak a lot of money. Why aren't you taking it? Now, I get it. He wants, what, a three-year deal so he can get under the whole new thing. 
but they are offering you money that people would die for. You are going to be paid the highest NFL player in the league, which you originally wanted to be. And it's just every time they offer him a new contract, he wants something different. And yeah. it's just annoying now at this point. And I told you from my opinion, at this point, if I was the coach, I'd be like, listen, either you're signing this or you're gone. That's just how, at the end of the day, is it worth going up and up and up and up until eventually you're bankrupt for one guy? You can't. And if they don't get it done this year. I think your team's young enough that you could easily replace Dak with another quarterback. Yeah, you could. But if you don't pay him this year and you franchise Dak next year, you're going to also just pay him the 40 a year because his, his, I think his number goes up to like 37 to 38 million for the franchise tag. I could see Dak leaving Dallas one year. But he hasn't signed his, his franchise tenure yet, so he's basically not a cowboy right now. I don't even know why he wouldn't sign it. Like, it's, and, it's, and, and that it's number went up today. It went up $5 million today. So it's now $31 million for this just this year. We saw what happened with Kirk Cousins. Kirk yeah. Cousins lived off that. Kirk Cousins made more money than if they would have just given him his contract. Yeah. Well, in other news, since football is, is going to be kicking it off and, and uh, taking up majority of it the next couple of days, um, good news for baseball, kind of. Uh, they came out with a report today saying that they're planning on using three states and putting 10 teams at each state. They're planning on using Florida, Texas, and Arizona, and they would put 10 teams at each state. There will be no American League, no National League. They'll just play five games. I think it's five games a day, and they'll use, like, minor league facilities. Major One league. team would play five games a day? No, no. The the 10, you have 10 teams. You yeah. play five, you'll play five games. Five times two is 10. So you'll play five games a day. And these teams will be using minor league facilities, major league facilities that are available in those states. Mm-hmm. My question is, what happens with the minor leaguers? I don't think there's going to be a minor league system this year. But, but you have to have some kind of a minor league system in case somebody gets hurt. Like, what are you going to do? Listen, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what they're planning. I mean, I can as understand. Much as, as much as I want an MLB season, I just – don't see it happening. You're already talking about cutting certain MLB levels, minor league levels right now, because you can't do all of it. I mean, if they use the, the spring training facilities, most of those facilities have like four or five fields, so you can have a main field for the major league players, and then you can have your farm system. Yeah. I guess there's playing. enough fields that you could probably do like AAA and pros. You're going to have to do something because, like, what? I mean, unless you expand the rosters, I mean, what are you going to do if somebody gets hurt? Yeah, and they don't want to expand the rosters because then too many people are going to be there. But the thing is, for those, say they cut double A and single A, how are those guys getting paid this year? They're gonna probably cut like low A and single A. And I don't know. I, I'm, it, in, I'm intrigued. To, I wish I could listen into one of the meetings because. But they're saying no fans. Yeah, well, you have to expect that with how crazy. Which I'd be okay with, honestly. If I could just watch baseball right now with no fans, I'd love it. It'd be like watching a college game. Hey, I watched the other day on Bleacher Report. They had one of the Japan League games on. I mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. It was boring as hell, but I watched it. I mean, there were, you could hear, you could hear people talking in the dugouts. Yeah. That, and that's that's weird. I think that's cool though. You get an inside scoop of what's going on. Yeah, but you can't understand them. It's Japan. No, I know that. I listen. I, I don't have the answers. I don't know how it's gonna work. Well, NASCAR is talking about in May opening up their facilities. I could see NASCAR working. No fans. Yeah. Uh, golf is talking about coming back in May. Uh, well, NASCAR, NBA, NASCAR, I feel like the easiest one. I, NBA and hockey, there's still no plans for them. I don't at this point. Like as much as uh, I think NBA and hockey will get screwed, just because you're getting past playoffs now. It's like why even start it? Like let Col- them just end it. Well, college football, they're saying they can't they can't start until the schools reopen, and then they're talking about a spring season, which really won't work because you're gonna have 
college teams playing during the draft. So how are they going to draft players? I mean, are you going to have players that are like, yeah, I'm going to get drafted, so I'm not going to play the rest of my games? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things they got to think about. Um, I don't think you're going to see baseball this year. As much as I want it, I just don't think it's going to work. I think it could work. It just – It's going to be a listen, short we, season. We've seen – I know they are allowing states to open up on their own power, but you saw in Japan, Japan opened up all, tried to open up in one day, and like the numbers tripled. Well, the thing that scares me, and this is just to get onto the coronavirus a little bit, is is the president gave power to the governors now. Yeah, that's right. And within one day, you had two states. You had Virginia, who said, "Okay, we're 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 closed until June 10th, I believe," and then you had Florida, who opened up their beaches. And you have states like Georgia. Georgia is now saying by Friday. Uh, gyms, uh, tattoo facilities. That's just stupid. All this stuff is going to start opening again. Uh, you have Texas, who now has opened up, uh, I guess, certain parks, and it's alphabetical. So whatever day your your letter of your alphabet falls under, those are the days you can go to the park. I guess if your numbers are low, I guess you have to open up some stuff and at least see how it works, see if the numbers are still increasing, because I... I guess you can't just sit in home forever. I guess you got to see yeah, how it I mean, is. We have to get back to work. But yeah. I mean, you have places that are actually get, it's getting violent. People are protesting and it's getting crazy. Um, just here in Pennsylvania, I mean, yesterday we thought we were on the downslope. We only had 900 total new cases. And I think, it was, today. I think it was like 600, six, uh, 63 deaths yesterday. And then today the report comes out almost 1,300 new cases and almost 400 deaths. So the numbers are all over the place, and we're right now, we're in a hot spot. You know, us in uh, Montgomery County, you know, it's it's just, it's mind-blowing how, I don't know, this crazy times that we're in with this, this whole virus. And the funny thing is that we were watching that movie downstairs from 2011, Contagious, Contagious and it basically, what's going on yeah, now. Yeah, it was pretty good, but then I had to charge my phone for the podcast, so I came upstairs. Yeah. But, uh. But it's 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 uh it's crazy times and I and I hope everyone that's listening you know we are praying for all of you guys that you have a job that and that you're safe and financially being provided for because it's tough out there and if we can give you just a little bit of entertainment uh, I'm glad we can yeah but we, uh, we did just post a video on our YouTube about all the updated ways you can listen to our podcast all the social media that we do use so if you want to check that out check that out we got we got some other guests coming on too we have two in the wind right now one is a quarterback another one a baseball player possibly yes we're getting new equipment yes Should be here any day so moving up either the podcast will get worse or it'll get better depending I on like this how is a, I feel like this has out. been a good time we've been getting a lot of athletes you know they're sitting at home doing nothing you know, almost at Trey Young thir- Thursday oh yeah I, I got, almost at Trey Young I got the whole Trey Young uh, message on my phone I almost flipped out because I got a random text message and then I asked, I said who's this and he said Trey Young I almost died yeah he, he, he got a hold of Trey Young and then it turned into the community thing where they basically turn off their phone and it turns into, you know, text this number to try and get a hold of him. But we got almost there. But we hope you guys do enjoy this. We are recording again. We didn't record the last interview because there was four people on and we didn't know how to work at all. But we'll see how this one works out. It stopped at 3120 and that was about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's wrong with you. I never had that problem with that phone. But, but we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We hope you and your families are staying safe during the coronavirus. We and might do on Thursday during the draft. We might have uh, a couple people want to talk about draft picks if yeah. they want. Rudy, I know Rudy said he'll come on. Uh, I'm going to hit up Reinhardt and see how he wants to come on and see if he wants to talk about the Eagles, what he's hoping they draft. You know, we can maybe reach out to Preston just to get a feel for what everyone's looking for for the draft, hope what, they, what their team's going to do for them. Yeah. We hope you guys uh, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.